Turn with me to 1 Chronicles 16. 1 Chronicles 16. We'll begin uh, reading in a few moments in verse 7. <clears throat> Worship is a special thing. It's, it's something that can bring great honor and glory to God, but it's also something that can minister to and bless us. Um, you know, I'm grateful that God has given us the ability to worship. And uh, I, I can remember, you know, when I was a, a non-believer, I, my parents, uh, good Baptists, who brought me to church every time the doors were open. Uh, Tony Evans said I had a drug problem. I was drugged to church on Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night. And that's the way my parents were. And, and we would sing uh, songs to worship God. And uh, I did notice as a, a young man uh, that there would be times people would be emotionally moved. Uh, and, and so I recognized that God, it, this whole uh, church thing is about more than just learning facts about God. It's about uh, a relationship with God. But uh, I really didn't understand the fully until I became a Christian. Uh, I also remember the Holy Spirit of God coming down. Our choir would sing, and, and it, was, it was so powerful. The Spirit of God would just come down. And, and I, I could feel the hair rise on my arms. And I, I, I wasn't really sure how to explain that, but I knew that, I had, that God had touched me uh, through the music that was, was being uh, brought in those services. But then when I came to Christ, what an incredible difference. And those words were not just words somebody else was saying or that somebody else had written. It was my experience. And I began to, to uh, appreciate worship and, and have a heart to bless and honor God because of all that he had done for me. And uh, we ought to worship God because he is worthy of it. But we also need to worship God because he has created us in part to worship him. And uh, we are refreshed and lifted up through that worship. Uh, David, in this scripture, is bringing the ark of God to Jerusalem. Yes, again, he's gotten the ark. And uh, they've gotten it all the way to Jerusalem. This time he has done the research and they, there's no interruption on the way. Uh, he comes and he brings it. He puts it in the, the tent that he has prepared for it. And uh, has the priest to offer sacrifices. And then he begins to just worship. And he was a great uh, worshiper of the Lord. David, who wrote the Psalms, he, he sings. Some believe he's put like three Psalms together in this long Psalm uh, here we have in First Chronicles. But uh, he's just, his heart is overflowing. He's just worshiping God. He's so excited because the ark of God, the presence of God has come. How much more for us today? Uh, the presence of God has not come to live in our city. He's come to live in our heart. And uh, what a wonderful blessing that is. So we need to worship God. Uh, there's some things we can learn in this scripture about developing a heart of worship. And I want to look at those things. Uh, look with me at verse 7. First uh, Chronicles 16, verse 7. On that day, David decreed for the first time that thanks be given to the Lord by Asaph and his relatives. Give thanks to the Lord. 
call on his name, proclaim his deeds among the people, sing to him, sing praise to him, tell about all his wondrous works, honor his holy name, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice, seek the Lord and his strength, seek his face always, remember the wondrous works he has done, his wonders and the judgments he has pronounced. You offspring of Israel, his servant, Jacob's descendants, his chosen ones. He is the Lord, our God. His judgments govern the whole earth. Remember his covenant forever. The promise he ordained for a thousand generations. The covenant he made with Abraham, swore to Isaac and confirmed to Jacob as a decree and to Israel as a permanent covenant. I will give the land of Canaan to you as your inherited portion. When they were few in number, very few indeed, and resident aliens in Canaan, wandering from nation to nation and from one kingdom to another, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their behalf. Do not touch my anointed ones or harm my prophets. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord, proclaim his salvation from day to day, declare his glory among all nations, his wondrous works among all peoples. For the Lord is great and highly praised. He is feared above all gods. For all the gods of the people are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and joy are in his place. Ascribe to the Lord families of the people. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory of his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship. The Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Let the whole earth tremble before him. The world is firmly established. It cannot be shaken. Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea and all that fills it resound. Let the fields and everything in them exult. Then the trees of the forest will shout for joy before the Lord, for he is coming to judge the earth. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And say, save us, God of our salvation. Gather us and rescue us from the nations, so that we may give thanks to your holy name and rejoice in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Then all the people said, Amen, and praise the Lord. Um, so developing a heart of worship. How can we do that? Well, uh, first of all, we need to praise or thank, praise and thank Him. Uh, if you look in verse 8, give thanks to the Lord. You could also translate that, praise the Lord. It can be translated either way. Um, so what is, to what is it to praise God? To praise God is to uh, say, Lord... Uh, I exalt you, I praise you because of your wisdom or because of your holiness. Uh, Lord, thank you that you are so faithful. You take the attributes of God and you pray those to the Lord. And you say, Lord, I thank you for who you are and for what you have done, I thank you. And, uh, and so those two things together, as we praise God and thank God, we enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Uh, they literally did that 
in uh, Israel. They had what they called songs of ascents that they would sing to the Lord as they would go up the hill toward Mount Zion and uh, Jerusalem, and they would enter into the gates of the city uh, with singing and into the courts of the temple with praise and thanksgiving. A great visual picture for how spiritually we enter into God's presence through praise and thanksgiving. Uh, you can just see the heart of David as he goes through this scripture. He is praising God for his exalted name, his glory, his majesty, his worthiness, his goodness. Uh, and his heart is just full. Uh, this praise and this habit of praise is something that will help us develop a heart of worship. Did you know that praise is a choice? We can praise God every single day regardless of the circumstances that we're in. Um, we can praise God in the good times. We can praise God in the bad times. And there's something about it. When you praise God, it lifts your eyes off the problems to the one who's the problem solver. It lifts your eyes to the one who is able and who is great, and it brings peace to the soul. Um, and uh, there is a joy that comes from that praise and thanksgiving in our lives. So um, <clears throat> as far as thanksgiving, I, I went through a season where I was... Have you ever had that, just the struggle with, with having a bad attitude? Uh, my circumstances were not good, and I, I was just looking around me, and everywhere I looked, there was trouble and problems, and I just, I just wanted to grumble and, uh, and be in a bad mood and uh, feel sorry for myself. Have you ever been there? Uh, and uh, God began to convict me of my attitude and, and, and that I needed to, to choose to thank God in the midst of those circumstances, in everything, give thanks. And I began to do that, and I would, I would take a break at work to um, go down the hall to the restroom or to maybe go visit somebody or go to the bookstore, whatever the case may be. And I would, I would uh, as I was going, I would take a moment and I'd just say, Lord, thank you for this day. And thank you that though there's all this chaos around me, that you're still my God. And that you still love me. You still have a plan for me. And it was amazing. My attitude would change in those few steps that I was taking to go to my car or wherever I was going. And uh, I learned that I could choose to thank God and praise God regardless of my circumstance. And that it was something that would literally usher me into his presence and refresh me spiritually. Um, so that's a great habit. Get, develop the habit of thanking God, not just for your food, okay? Uh, I, so one preacher said to the other, well, you know, if you were spiritual, you'd pray longer. And he said, well, if you pray when you're, when you're away from the table, you can pray short prayers when you're at the table. Uh, and I, I remember I was uh, praying uh, my short prayer that I usually pray before my meal. You can, you can tell what, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. Uh, and my daughter, for years, thought I was saying I was saying that prayer so fast that she thought the three words I was saying were one word. She thought, "I wonder what that means." And she she confided to me later when she was an adult, she finally had figured out what I was saying. Um, so um, anyway, uh, we can praise God and thank God for the good things He's done for us, 
And we need to do it more than just at the dinner table. We need to do it throughout the day. Um, as you are dealing with problems, maybe you lift a little prayer up to God and you say, Lord, would you help me with this problem and give me wisdom? And maybe you say, Lord, thank you that you're there for me. Thank, thank you, God, that you've answered so many prayers and that I can trust you. And just breathe a little sentence prayer of thanks or praise to God. It will go a long way toward helping you develop a heart of worship. So developing a heart of worship, how do you do it? We need to praise and thank him. Secondly, we need to pray to him. We need to ask him for things. If you look uh, the second part of verse 8, it's, uh, I'm going to focus on a few verses here, but these themes are throughout this whole chapter. Uh, he, call on his name, verse 8, right? So I'm to call on him. Call unto me, and I will answer thee. We talked about that this morning, right? God wants us to call on him. So how does that develop a heart of worship? When you develop this dependence upon the Lord and you're asking him for the things in your life and you see him answering prayer, it provokes you to worship. You, you answer him, for, Lord, give me this solution at work and God gives you wisdom to solve the problem. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you for helping me. Thank you for answering my prayer. Uh, and you, you begin to see that God is intimately involved in your life and that he loves you and that he cares for you and that he is intervening in your life as you call upon his name. And, and it develops a great heart of gratitude and praise in, in the Lord. And so uh, David says, hey, call on his name. He's, he is a God who answers. He is a God who's faithful. Call upon him. Ask him to save you when you're in distress and, and, uh, and rely upon him. Pray to him so and you will develop a heart of worship. Um, sometimes uh, the, the prayers are a long time coming. How much sweeter it is uh, uh, when that answer comes. And uh, some of you may be praying for a healing or praying... Uh, for a wayward loved one, and, and, and the time gets long, and, and, and the struggle is great. And then that wonderful day comes when God answers that prayer, and it's a time of rejoicing. <laughs> and uh, what, a, what a great blessing it is to be able to talk to God, to be able to go straight to the sovereign of the universe to tell the needs that we have. So, to develop a heart of worship, we need to praise and thank Him. We need to pray to Him. Thirdly, we need to share about Him. This is neat. Uh, look at verse 8. Proclaim His deeds among the people. We need to make much of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, what He has done. And, um, you know, as we discuss God... Uh, one of the things, as we discuss the great things that he has done, it, it reminds us of who he is, right? And it refreshes us and it encourages us. Um, it is also an expression of worship, right? So we talk about the good things that God has done. Hey, let me tell you what God did this week. And we relate that story. Or uh, let me tell you what God showed me this morning in the scripture. Or uh, let, me, let me share with you what we've been talking about in Sunday school. Some of you like to do that. Uh, and, and we're talking about the good things that God has done. It is an expression of worship. And as we do that and we develop a habit of doing that, um, 
it helps us to develop a heart of worship. Uh, I'm convinced that even as we share the gospel, we should do so with a heart of worship. I've had people uh, sneer at me before as I've talked about the Lord Jesus or look at me like I was out of my mind or like I was an idiot or, uh, yeah, I mean, all <laughs> different. Uh, not, that's not really that often. Uh, but, you know, I, re- I begin to realize as I tell people about Jesus, it's not just for them. I can be encouraged as I share about Christ. Have you ever had that happen? You're, you're starting to talk to somebody about Jesus, and it just encourages you and blesses you as you think about what God has done. And uh, another thing is for is to worship God as we declare the greatness of who He is and what He has done for us. He is so amazingly good. It's okay. There was a song when I was growing up, Get All Excited, Go Tell Everybody That Jesus Christ is King. That's a good, that's good theology, all right? Get all excited. Go tell everybody. Be, you know, if you're excited, you, you fall in love with somebody, who you t- you're telling your friends about it, right? We should tell Jesus, t- to people about Jesus and, and the things he's done for us and, and to be excited, to make much of him uh, as we interact with other people. And uh, he, he's exceedingly precious to me. Now, I know uh, I'm not going to have a worship service with an unbeliever. I, they're not going to respond. They're not going to understand where I'm coming from. But I can, as I share with them, I can do so, saying, okay, Lord, I'm sharing this, but I'm also remembering the good things you've done. It helps you to develop a heart of worship. That everything we do, if you're serving God, whatever the case may be, that can be transformed into worship. He even says here, bring an offering, right? We've got plenty of offerings this month. Uh, You know, bring an offering as worship to the Lord God. Now, you say, well, they were bringing bulls and goats. Preacher, you want me to bring a bull and goat uh, to church? And, uh, well, no, thank you. But but it is offering. Our giving is worship. Tithes and offering. It's worship. You say, yes, God wants us to do that. But it's also something that I can do. And I say, Lord, I could never repay you what you've done for me. If I had a lifetime, I couldn't repay it. Uh, a lifetime of giving everything I had, I couldn't repay it. But praise God, I get to honor you with a little bit of the first fruits of my labor as an act of worship. Isn't that a great privilege to be a part of the work of God? Uh, so, uh, I didn't intend to get off on that, but uh, share with others about the greatness of who he is. Uh, look, at, look at verse 9. Sing to him. Sing to him. You say, well, I can't carry a tune. Uh, well, in God's ears, it'll be sweet music. So, you know, if you say, well, uh, if I sing, everybody will go out of the church. Well, then sing in private. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but sing to the Lord. That's something to do. Uh, and, and by the way, it's not something for sissies. I know, I know some guys that think music is for sissies. Uh, David was a warrior. So, worshiping God in song does not make you sissy. All right, I'll move on from that. But sing to him. Uh, worship him in song. And it's something that helps you express your heart and uh, 
the emotions of your heart to the Lord. Uh, look at verse 9 again. Uh, sing praise to him, my translation says. Literally, the word there, it's a different word. The, the word that they translate sing praise is a different Hebrew word than the word for sing at the beginning. Uh, this word is a word that often is translated make music. And it's a word that has a root that includes plucking a string. Okay? So this is, I, 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 like, I didn't see but one translation that translated it this way. And I looked at my parallel translations. But uh, this involves the instruments. Play music to him. If you can play an instrument, you can use that instrument to worship God, right? Uh, it, it, it can be an expression of your heart. I remember um, I was doing piano when I was uh, trying to prepare to be a music major. Uh, I used to spend, uh, and I never got as good as Elaine, but I used to spend <laughs> uh, several hours a day working on that. But I would also use it as a time to worship God. Uh, and sometimes I just play, and it, it would be uh, worship to Him. You say, "Well, I can't play an instrument." Well, let me ask you this: Do you have a play button on your stereo? <laughs> okay, you can play some music, right? Uh, whatever the case may be, if your only instrument is your voice, then you can use that for Him. But but uh, playing music to Him to honor Him and worship Him is something we can do to develop a heart of worship. Uh, David did that, right? Remember Saul? He would have uh, Saul would have him come. Uh, the demons would be tormenting Saul, and he would call for David. David would play music on his harp, and the demons couldn't take the praise, and they would leave. <laughs> uh, and, and he's just he's worshiping God, and he's blessing somebody else. Isn't that amazing? Um, so um, so so playing music can be a way to develop. A heart of worship. So how do we develop a heart of worship? Praise and thank Him. Pray to Him. Share about Him. Sing to Him. Play music to Him. I like this. Meditate on Him. Again, um, I think it's probably because of the, the construction of the verse here in verse 9 that uh, most translations say something like, tell about His wondrous work. But you could also translate that tell about as meditate on all his wondrous works. Meditate, think about, uh, ponder all his wondrous works. Did you know God gave your, you your mind so it can be involved in worship? That's part of the reason he's given you your mind. Um, and so as you think about the greatness of who God is, the greatness of what he's done, his wondrous works, Hey, remember when God did such and so? Don't you love those conversations? Uh, and you begin to think about the good things that God has done. We've been meditating on the character of God, who God is, uh, as we've been doing a doctrinal study. Uh, one of the things that I learned uh, as I began to study these things in, in uh, theology, that translated over to worship. And I'd be talking about how great is our God, and I'd be thinking about some of these things that I'd learned, and I'd be just worshiping God, and, and it filled that how great is our God with a lot of great content <laughs> to 
used to worship Him. Uh, when I learned about redemption, uh, redeemed how I love to proclaim it. I sang that when I was a kid. I had no clue what it meant to redeem anybody. I did not know what the word meant, but I sang it over and over again. Uh, when, I, when I went to school, I, I began to learn that there are different words for the word redeem. And they, there's all this richness of meaning in, in, in this word. And can I tell you, that transformed the way I sang songs about the redemption of Christ. And it, I, sometimes I'd just be overwhelmed with it. And so um, meditate, use your mind, engage your mind. Have you ever just been singing and you shifted into autopilot? And you're, and you're like, okay, what verse did we just sing? And you don't even know what you've sung. You've just been on autopilot, right? That's not what God wants. Okay? God wants us to focus on what we're saying. Um, as you look at the lyrics of a song, and you think about what Jesus has done, assuming they're good lyrics, right? Uh, it should move your heart to worship. So meditate on him, and then let that thought process cause you to tell about his wondrous works, right? Um, so um, developing a heart of worship, how? We need to praise, thank him, pray, pray to him, share about him, sing to him, play music to him, meditate on him, seek him. Look at verse 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Now, God's face is, is uh, meant to draw our attention to his favor, but also, I think, to intimacy with God, seeking his face. When my brother was little, uh, he'd crawl up in my dad's lap. I don't remember this, but my dad told me about this. He would crawl up in my dad's lap, and my dad would be reading the You know how it is. Dad's reading the paper. Or maybe today it's a tablet, right? But uh, uh, Dad was focused on the paper, and my brother would put his hands on the sides of Dad's face and turn his face toward him, and he'd say, let me see your eyes. And uh, it really it touched my Dad's heart. But what was he wanting? He was wanting some special attention with Dad, right? Um uh, this is the idea of this seeking of God's face. It, it's amazing that God would let us have his special attention. Did you know that God always pays special attention to you? There's never a time, never a moment in your life that God does not look upon you with love, but also pay attention to the specifics of what's going on in your heart, in your mind. And when you come to him in prayer or to spend time with him and you're seeking him in his word and you're seeking him as you talk to him and you're wanting that special time with him, he delights in that. Isn't it amazing that God would, in the Garden of Eden, meet with Adam and Eve in the cool of the day, each day, and walk with them? You ever thought about that? Now, what did that look like? I'm not sure, okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. But it was a blessing to the Lord, and it was a blessing to them. And they got together every day for some special attention 
with the Lord. Then sin came and messed it all up, right? They're cast out of the garden. Uh, Jesus began the process of restoring that at the cross. The temple veil is ripped in two. What's God saying? Come spend special time with me. It's not just for prophets, priests, and kings, and those who have a special measure of God's presence upon them for a purpose. No, now all of God's people, as God says, you are a kingdom of priests. The church of God, every single child of God. We're called to, just as Adam and Eve did, to seek his face, to spend that special time with him. And as you do that, it will help you develop a heart of worship. Um, what did Jesus say? Ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So God draws near to us as we seek him. And as he draws near, we recognize the greatness of his grace. And of his mercy. Have you ever just blown it? And you ever had one of those days where you just blew it in just about every conceivable way? And, you know, you, maybe you yell at your wife or the kids. Or, uh, you know, you blow it at work. You, you blow it when you get home. I mean, the whole day is a disaster. And you wonder, Lord, why did I even get up this morning? And, uh, and you get up the next day and you say, you know, you're kind of shaking your head. God, here I am. I'm not worthy. I've blown it. And you begin to tell God about that. Hopefully you confess those the day before. Get that relationship right with the Lord immediately. But um, I, I've come before just kind of hanging my head. Just feeling like, Lord, man, I have, I have really, really blown it. And uh, God would touch my heart through his Holy Spirit. And just minister to me. It's as though he's saying, look. I'm not done with you. I love you. I'm here. And that makes me want to worship. I don't deserve it. He draws near to me as I draw near to him, even though I'm not worthy. His mercies are new every morning. And listen, I want to tell you something. I, I'm just overwhelmed by the grace of God. When God meets with me, when I know, I know, I know, I always know I'm not worthy. But sometimes I especially know I'm not worthy. And God draws near to me anyway. I want to worship him. How great is our God to love us that way. So we need to seek him. Developing a heart of worship, praise and thank him. Pray to him, share about him, sing to him. Play music to him, meditate on him, and seek him. And as you do, you'll develop a heart of worship. And it will be a great blessing to you. It will lift you up. And as you're lifted up, you'll lift up others. You know, the, the Bible says that the words of the righteous are a fountain of life. And the reason I believe that is the case is because the righteous person has learned to worship God, to draw near to God, to find what they need in his presence so that then they are filled with the Spirit of God 
and the Lord Jesus just flows out of them. You, you've seen people like that. People who, who you can just see the Lord on their face. You can see God's joy on their face. Um, and, and I believe that that is a direct result of this kind of thing we're talking about tonight. Seeking God in worship. Um, one of my dear friends, uh, one of the most positive guys I've ever known, and I believe this is one of the reasons for that, because he was a man of, who had a heart of worship. Uh, I'd, I'd come to see him, and it didn't matter what day it was. I, I can't think of a single time he didn't say something like this. I'd say, well, how you doing? He'd say, it's the best day I've ever lived. I'm one day closer to the kingdom. And why can, how could he be so positive? Well, didn't you hear the news today? Didn't, didn't you hear what happened? Uh, haven't you been paying attention to all the evil in the world? No, he's had his eyes fixed on Jesus. See, that's what worship does. It turns our eyes to him. Fills our hearts with faith. And we, we enter into the world and, and we have his joy with us. And it is an incredibly powerful thing. Uh, worship will change your heart and it will help you to be an instrument to change others as you do it in the right way. Uh, so let me encourage you, develop a heart of worship. It'll bless you. Uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Help us develop a heart of worship and to truly delight in you and, and to to. Develop these habits we've talked about here tonight. And Lord, if there's somebody here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I pray that that first step of developing a heart of worship for them tonight would be to repent and put their trust in Jesus Christ so that they can have a relationship with him and know him. And uh, Father, uh, have your way in this time. Help us respond to you from the heart. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Uh, maybe you've not been having a regular daily quiet time with the Lord.